A reading from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet of the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. I put you under oath before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week in chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians, we heard Paul set to rest any kinds of questions there might be about what happens when you die. He calls it a sleep. A sleep, a kind of slumber, like this beautiful hymn that we sing, In peace and joy I now depart, the words of Simeon, and death, and death is but a slumber. Paul puts it to rest. You don't have to wonder what's going to happen to those who die in Christ. They'll be raised on the last day with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. He also puts something else to rest tonight, which is equally confused in our world. He puts to rest any question about when it's going to happen, when Christ is going to come back. You don't know. No one knows. Not even the Son knows. That's what Jesus says. The Father only knows when the day of the Lord will be. It's amazing. It's a marvel to me that so many folks still imagine that they can predict when the end of the world will be, when the sun will return. Maybe you've heard over the years, folks who predicted it one time and got it wrong and then tried again and got it wrong in another time, and folks still listened. 
They listened time and again and thought, maybe this time, maybe this time that theologian, that pastor, that televangelist, maybe this time he's right. Anyone who says they know is dead wrong. But I think it's worth observing why people imagine they could predict the end of the world, why they could imagine that they predict when the Son of Man is coming again in his glory. It has something to do with getting the story wrong in the first place, getting the characters in the story out of order. So listen to how Jesus describes our lives, how he describes them in Luke chapter 12. He says, Stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. And be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast, so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly, truly, I say to you, he will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third watch and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. Those servants who stay dressed for action, which is the same kind of language that was used when God told the people to be ready to leave Egypt at the time of the Passover. Stay dressed for action. Have your belt on your waist and your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. Be ready, servants, because you don't know when your master is going to come home. And when he returns, when he returns, you want to be ready. Those who think that they can call the end of the world, who can know when the Son of God is coming again, have the roles reversed. They think that they are the master. They're the one who is calling the shots. They're the ones who are determining what's good and true and right. And they got it all wrong. We are the servants in this scenario. And we've been charged with a very specific task. Not to know when the master is going to come back, but to be ready. To be ready, although the world will not be ready. You heard how Paul described it. He said, for the world who does not know or believe that God is coming again in glory, that Christ will return, his return will be like a thief coming in the night. You didn't expect it. If you could have expected it, you wouldn't have let him come in. You would have been ready. But you didn't expect it, and so the thief came in. Or like a woman who experiences labor pains, all of a sudden, out of the blue. Really, for the world, it's much more like she doesn't even know she's pregnant. And all of a sudden, labor pains, out of the blue. That's what it will be like for the world. But, Paul says, not so for you. You don't need to know when Christ is coming again to be ready, to be prepared, to stay awake and keep watch. Be like those servants who know that their master is coming and so they are ready to go. Whatever hour he comes back, they are prepared. Now you can imagine those servants in the parable that Jesus tells, you can imagine them starting to hear the words of their neighbors or their friends who are saying, look, your master's away, he's gone. Maybe he's never going to come back, but even if he does come back, you don't have to pay attention now. He's not here right now. Eat, drink, and be merry. Have some fun now. He's not here yet. And maybe he's never even going to come. Maybe you should act like masters of this house. Maybe you should take over. Maybe you should just do what you want. You're wasting your time. Master isn't here to watch you. Why would you care? You can imagine those servants hearing those kinds of voices, those kinds of lies, and then being deceived. And when their master comes, he finds them filled with drunkenness and debauchery and doing everything but what they're supposed to be doing. Not prepared to serve. And if not prepared to serve, then also not prepared to be served. That's what's perplexing about this parable. When the master comes, 
He will dress himself for service and have them recline at table, the servants. And he will come and serve them. If you're not prepared for the master to come home, you cannot be prepared for him to serve you with his gifts. So be careful. Pay attention. Don't be like those servants who are misled by the world. Don't be like the people who listen to the voices of everyone around them who say, well, you know, things have been going on as they always have been. The world just keeps spinning around the sun. Round and round it goes. Everything is the same. Nothing's ever going to change. Why live as if God was coming? Imagine if Noah had believed the lies of his neighbors. Imagine if he hadn't built the ark and prepared for the flood that was coming. That's what we're called to do, to be ready. For you live in light, in the day, not in darkness. Imagine that. The world stumbles around in darkness, not knowing at all what is in front of it. But you, you've had the lights turned on. Life has already begun for you by baptism into Christ's death. You've already begun now to live the life of the resurrection. So that when the last day comes and Christ returns, what awaits you is not something dramatic in terms of a different life. It's just life perfected. It's the life you've begun already now, completed, brought to fulfillment. So live now as though you are walking in the light, for that is what you are doing. Which means staying awake and being sober. Staying awake and being sober, that is, paying attention. Not letting your weariness get the better of you. Not letting your frailty and your weakness get the best of you. But when you feel weary and weak and frail, turning to God. Not closing your eyes in slumber. Not saying, look, I can just take a break from godliness for a little while but turning to God for the strength to stay awake, to watch, which the disciples could not do in the Garden of Gethsemane. Their spirits were willing, but their flesh was weak. Jesus says, stay awake and watch, and he will equip you to do it. So here's how he does it. He gives you some commands, Paul does, some instructions. This is how you stay awake. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks In all circumstances, practice these things. Practice a life of faith. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that you rejoice and pray and give thanks. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not drive the Spirit out of your life by clinging to what is evil, but instead flee from evil and cling to what is good. Hold fast to what is good. In doing those things, in hearing God's word, in trusting in him, in believing that he's coming again to rescue you, to bring you out of this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven, in doing those things, you will stay awake and you will watch. And when he comes, you will rejoice. You will not be surprised. You'll be surprised at when it happens, but you won't be shocked that here he is. In fact, you'll thank God. Finally, at last, the master has come home. Rejoice, for he is here to give us everything that he has promised. You'll be like those good and faithful servants who are praised by their master, who are blessed by their master. Those servants who are blessed because they've been found doing what their master gave them to do. May the peace of God himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, and he will surely do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.